Hello. I needed to get it. It's season seven. Season I needed, seven. I need a new intro. Because now whenever anyone sees me, they say hello. So I need a new intro. Hello. Wait, did we start? Welcome. Yeah, we started. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Overflow <laughs> Podcast. Season seven. Season seven. <laughs> All right. Um, super excited for the season. We have some guests joining us today. Hey, Pastor Ryan. Hello. Hello. Um, bringing the enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Alex. Hey. Hello. Pastor Vernon. What's up, y'all? Hey. Um, all right, guys. Can you believe seven seasons of a podcast? Man. I couldn't believe it when, <laughs> when you said it the other day. Yeah. That and is a lot. Pretty wild. Yeah. It's like, uh, holy cow. We haven't so been canceled. We, we have not been canceled yet. <laughs> Thank God. Um, Only the Lord just, can cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Maybe don't go listen back in the first couple of seasons. Who knows what on earth we're talking about. But um, if you do go back and listen to anything, go back and listen to season six. If yes. you missed the House of Miracles mm. stories and the participants that we had um, come and just share more of those details, please go listen. That was amazing amazing season that carried us through the summer. So um, put that on your listen list if you haven't yet. Um, so guys, we are starting um, season seven with a little throwback. <gasps> back by popular, no, I'm not gonna say popular demand. Back it is. by one request that someone <laughs> made to Ryan, which was, uh, can we do an opening question again? Absolutely. Um, so we're gonna do an opening question today before we jump into story time. So Ryan, all right, what you got? I have three. What? No. Uh, oh, my God. First question. How do you feel about clowns? Oh. Uh, no, that's a true no question. Um, all right. Here it is. If you had to swap your legs with the oh. legs of any other animal, which <laughs> animal would you choose? <laughs> wow. A horse. Wow. horse. No hesitation. Uh, but then you would have two horse legs. Yeah, like a cent centaur. No, they have four. Well, I can only get two. Why do you only get two? Because you only have two. Oh, two legs from oh. an animal. Oh, man. I would probably go horse. We'd be done with this question. I don't know. Uh, that was a good question. I'm thinking like a fish. Oh. Oh. No legs. Yeah, but you those know. are not legs, <laughs> bro. A no, lion, bro. I'm just a thinking lion. like kangaroos stand up. Ooh. Oh, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if that might be Little, a good one. You might have pogo. long, weird-looking feet, but. Who knows? That's a good. That would be good. That's a good option. Dude, kangaroos are muscular. Have you seen that video yes. of the oh dude boxing gosh. it? Yes. Yeah. With the dog and he's like, I thought that was it. fake. I don't know, man, but that I kangaroo was, was jacked. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. But when you see kangaroos, they do look, you're like, that's not a real thing. Right. Because oh. in the books, when you're a kid, They're they have cute. them, you know, just all cute and yeah. just, they had the little uh, baby inside. Yeah. Exactly. Them jokes tear you yeah. up. I heard they could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Most animals that are very cute in storybooks could annihilate you. So whales, right. those are kind of like a cute storybook animal. Mm. Yeah. Talked about Jonah you know. this morning. We're not going on a Jonah tangent. <laughs> that was your third question. No, yeah, that, that was my third. No way. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, we're not doing that. Um, kangaroo, hippos. Cutest animal. Hippos, but Hippos they are, are like actually the most dangerous. Most yeah. dangerous, like of all animals. Yeah. Did you know? Oh, true story <laughs> that a platypus is a dangerous animal. It I has would a, not have known that. Right. It has a spike. This is why no, I thought right. about platypus. We were starting naming animals today. It has a spike, and it could stick you, and it, and it can. Um, it's got venom, and it can infect you. And you are you die. serious? Promise. Oh, I never heard that. I believe Liam. Wow. Well, it, Liam is a well of. Uh, useless facts. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and he agrees. So I I'm going to believe you. this. I'm not even going to Google it. No. Wow. Oh, well, what a great gosh. time. I'm so glad. That was time. I am not spent. done. All right. Oh, no. Last one. Last one. I promise. <laughs> well, two more. What is the song uh, that gets you in your vibes? Your favorite go to vibe song? 
Oh, God. I gotta I'll start. I'll start. My While y'all think. Mine is by Jason Mraz, and it's Look for the Good really? in Everything. Jason Mraz. I'm Look not a Like, what kind of vibes are you speaking of, yeah, though? What is you... What comes to your mind when you say vibe? That's the Let's song. See, yeah, if my wife heard you ask me that question, she'd get it. Oh, there it is. What is your go-to good vibe song? Oh, good vibes? You're just like, bro, I just want to vibe. Because, like, I put vibe. on these, like, gosh, I don't want to sound like much. But I'll put on these like worship songs and like it puts me in a it puts me in a vibe and Liz would be like, That is the slowest thing. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, and I'm over here like, Woo You, you know? Just, uh-huh. You made uh, me feel like a bad Christian. I know. Well, yeah, I'm, like, wow. I'm like, that's no. not my but I'm not like, like, this puts you but, in that's good. but like but then but th- th- there's an extreme to it too, because like mm-hmm. then we'll be in the car and I know my wife, she wants to hear some Spanish, you know, hip hop blah, blah, blah songs, you know, that's probably not the most edifying, but it does get you like pumped up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I get that. there's both extremes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys, that's tough. I mean, it really does just Michael depend Jackson. on Michael how you, the mood you're in. I was going to say, it's between worshiping and Michael Jackson. Yep. Or am I throwing some Andy Minnick? You know what I'm saying? Oh. Oh. Right. It just depends on the mood, yeah. man. Uh-huh. It, it, it's tough. That I is know. tough. Sally? I... Nobody would know. They're just I know it. The same songs from high school that have like I'm Copeland. that person. Copeland is our favorite. Yes, I'm going <laughs> to see them in September in a cave. Uh, that's my favorite band. In a cave. Uh, but just lots yeah. of there's that just lots of stuff. Cool. I, but I don't want to. Um, I'm I'm nervous that if I say songs, that yeah. I don't know. You know, like yeah. you know the yeah. lyrics, but you don't really know them because you've just been. You just vibe so with long. them. That is wisdom. So I'm scared. Well, oh yeah, you said are. Copeland. <laughs> like my my all time favorite band. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get judged. 19, the 1975 yeah. is my favorite band. Like, yes. Not the most healthiest, like of lyrics. It's fine, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Who? The 1975. That's a band name. <laughs> oh, dude, they're incredible. <laughs> Never heard of them. So put it on. All right, okay. last one. I promise. Okay. All right, clear your minds. Okay. All right, this is going to be all participation at the same time. No, it's chaos. It's not. All right, on the count of three, say one word. One, two, three. Sorry. Bingo. Oh, guys. All right, what'd you? I said bingo. <laughs> what did you say? I said love. Lo- Whoa! Oh. Let's go, Vernon. <laughs> What did you say? Eyes? Sunrise. So, wow. Oh. I went with sausage. <laughs> First thing I thought Bingo of. Bingo loves sunrise sausage. That could be a name of a band. Yes, it is. That's how, Bingo loves sunrise sausage. That is actually pretty cool. If you're listening. That does sound like That's going to be the title Real. of this episode. <laughs> Please. Yes. Wow. Like, what has season seven gotten into? Yes, yeah. play that oh, game with your family if you're listening to this later at the dinner table. All right, I'm done. All right. Wow. Um, okay. So for season seven, we are back to our um, kind of normal structure. So I want us to dive into story time because we do have some good stories around this table right now. Um, so just how you're seeing the Lord work or something you've seen him do or uh, like in our church, in your life. Um, I just want to talk about what the Lord is doing. So who wants to go first? Well, yeah, I, you know, Sally, I think the Lord's moving all the time, right? Yeah. There's always stories, even if we don't realize it. Yes. Notice them. But I know for me, just um, is a couple of things. One, uh, you know, there's a lot of individuals in our church that have lost a loved one here. Yeah. I would say within the last, you know, six months to a year. And yeah. so, um, and getting to connect with these individuals and just and talk with them mm-hmm. and walk with them. Some, something that has been so encouraging to me is seeing how people are growing in their 
walk with Christ in their faith of who God is in the midst of their own suffering, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of mm-hmm. their own hardship. So to me, that's a story because I love seeing people go from point A to point B, you yeah. know what I mean? And how God um, is sanctifying and working in us even in the midst of hardships or in things we wouldn't necessarily want or have asked for, but God's using that. He, mm-hmm. the Lord, really, and if we allow him to do it. So I'm seeing that in individuals' lives and I love that. But also too, just so when talking about faith, but also there's other people that are coming to mind within our church that I'm thinking about who have taken steps of faith. And because of their faith, God has blessed their obedience, wow. you know? Yeah. Um, and um, I, I, I just love that. And I, somebody just recently um, uh, came to me with a situation and what uh, re- what it reminds me of is how they, and it's a, it's, a, it's a serious situation, but how they are choosing to believe in God over their situation, over yeah. their circumstance. Yeah. Uh, they're putting God over That's money, good. you know what I mean? God over That's finances so and how Proverbs talks about how it's better to have um, a good name rather than silver and gold mm-hmm. or, you know, um, you know, things of that nature. So watching people actively um, respond to their convictions, yes. as you talked about recently, Ryan, you know, um, and uh, pursue God above feelings. I just think that's beautiful. That Uh, is. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I feel like just keeps happening right now is that I keep seeing, um, I've talked about a little bit on the podcast, either examples, whether it's in real life, like just Mm -hmm. the world, I'm watching TV or hearing stories of people in the church or whatever, seeing them live things out and then being like, that's a biblical principle. Wow. Like you're living that out, but did yeah. you know that's a biblical principle? Mm. And so you kind of mm. sharing that right now um, for day two of, so, I mean, spoiler, we're recording technically right now is day two of our prayer. Mm. By the time you hear it, it will be, or this, this will be day four. Um, but on day two, one of the last scriptures um, on the, the blog post was Proverbs 2, 6 through 8. Mm. All wisdom comes from the Lord, and so do common sense and understanding. God mm. gives helpful advice to everyone who obeys him and protects those who live as they should. Mm. God sees that justice is done, and he watches over everyone who is faithful to him. And so, like, even what you're describing right now, taking steps of obedience, even when you, you know, placing God over finances, even mm. when you don't know where those finances are going to come from, we have a promise that he's going to take care of us. Right. And oh. so you're watching somebody do yeah. this, and whether they know this specific scripture or not, they're living out a biblical yeah. principle. Come like, on. it's a beautiful thing. Amen. This is silly. Um, I don't watch Real Housewives. Uh, but, no, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> 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 like it was from my friend. Okay. Um, so I do watch Real Housewives, but I watch this... Uh, one of these episodes, and at the end, um, there's a, a woman who is faithful. She does love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she brings in a pastor and a choir at mm-hmm. the end of this episode. And all of the women who are not professing believers or anything like that, they all were talking about the joy that filled their heart, mm-hmm. how much that was something that they needed was to hear. They're singing gospel songs about wow. the Lord. And I literally start crying. And I'm mm-hmm. like, see, like, Everybody has this thing in them that is satisfied when the Lord or the presence of the Lord is near. And so it's just funny. So even in that, I was just like, biblical principles, people. Like this, you watch them played out and you might not even know the Bible or even believe the Bible, but you don't even know that you're actually living out the Bible. Mm. That's incredible. Did I just expose myself? No. You You wouldn't say your song, but you say you watch that. (laughs) Um, No, the thing, I, you know, the wisdom part where you... (laughs) Uh, what do you, where God will provide. I mean, it, the, the thing is that we have to be okay with what he provides us with, yeah. right? So when we're yes. talking about stuff like finances, which obviously that's that's huge, right? Yeah. We, we we do need that to be able to survive and provide for things. Um, but if so, if we give those away, yes, God will provide mm-hmm. for you, but 
but it's being so faithful in yeah. in Christ that no matter what he provides you with, that's all you need, you know? That's so so it's almost yes. that mentality of, yeah, I give stuff away, but that doesn't mean you might get the same amount in return, exactly. but what you get, God has given and you will be fine, you yes. know? But it's, I'm struggling with that. That's the mentality of, man, just trust in the Lord no matter what, yeah. and he will give you what you need and, and so, live with that. That's so good. And to piggyback on that, if Shelly were here, I think she would share this as her story time. So I'll stand in as Shelly really quick. But um, so the <laughs> the retreat registration opened oh, this week. And full. first of all, it's already full and three days. It's totally full, mm-hmm. um, which is insane and uh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one girl um, who wanted to be able to go and um, didn't know if she was going to be able to swing it financially. So literally, Shelly said, in faith, I'm putting her name in right now, and we're just going to ask that the Lord would provide like a scholarship for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many, how much time she said went by, but it was, it couldn't have been more than like an hour. Uh, someone came <clears throat> up to the desk and specifically said, I'm not going to be able to go to wow. the retreat, but I want to pay for a young lady who's never been before mm-hmm. to go on this retreat immediately covered yeah. the need. She's a young lady who has mm. never been before. Mm. So that specific and the See way that the, the Lord provided in that moment. It's crazy. Is just beautiful. So that's that's kind of my story time. That kind of uh, goes on. Yeah. I, and it, I somewhat touched on this on Sunday too, just talking about the blessings that are in our life. Yeah. Like what do you define as a blessing? Yes. We, mm. In our minds, sometimes we get the, what society says we need as possessions and materials. And yes, God can bless you with that. Not saying that. But it, a blessing might not be financial. It might not be a, a possession. It might yeah. might be joy, right? It might be yeah. it might be faith. It might be goodness. It might be things like that that God is blessing you with. And ultimately, that's the more important thing. And that allows you to live a good, better life. Like a full, a, a, a full, a life. truly full. Yes, life. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, the last little thing I want to touch on because I don't want to just glaze over it that we did just wrap up season six. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like all of that could be a story time in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I think how we saw the Lord work through the the lives of the people. One of the cool things that I kept hearing from week to week is that the individuals themselves who were brave and bold mm-hmm. enough to share their stories, a lot of them being very vulnerable, exposing a lot of darkness or ugliness in their past, um, things like that, that people, first of all, the way people encouraged them and sharing mm-hmm. their story was a beautiful picture of the church but then also the people that reached out specifically to them for help. Wow. That, I think, was a a good picture of even what you talked about on Sunday, Ryan, where because of our belief in Jesus that we become fully surrendered and then our lives are used in other people's lives. And so part of being fully surrendered is, especially if you have a dark past that the Lord has redeemed you from, part of being fully surrendered is I'm going to let you use that dark past. I'm going to let you use the time that I didn't know you, that I walked away from you, that I did things that sinned against you. I'm going to let you use that in the life of someone else. And so um, I think we got to see that so that then it's not just people coming to you, Ryan, or to you, Vernon, or to you, Alex, as pastors saying, here's here's all of my stuff. Help me walk through this. Mm -hmm. They're going to people in the church, Mm -hmm. just normal people who have regular everyday jobs, who have walked through something with the Lord and they're being ambassadors for Christ. Like, yes. So that that has been a beautiful picture to me that people have gone directly to the people that shared their stories and been like, I'm struggling with the same thing that you you struggled mm-hmm. with. Can you give me some help? Can you give me some guidance and direction? And wow. That's huge. Relationships. This series did something that I don't, I definitely was not expecting and not even was in my thought, maybe yeah. y'all too, but there's just a sense of more unity within yes. our church. Absolutely. Our church has always been very uh, unified and family mm-hmm. oriented, but it seems like 
we we know each other. You know, yes. it's like there's a deeper level of hey, I know that guy, I know that that girl, and uh, like you said, and then that opens the door for now I can reach out to them. Yes. Those relationships I've noticed and then that, it's, and then and it helps with the consumer mentality again that people don't have to come in and say. I need the pastor to meet all of my needs. I need the pastor to be the one to walk with me through this situation. Wow. It's like, no, we, we're, you guys come in and you teach and you do pastor and you do shepherd and you will have your very specific people that God has put in your life that you are meant to personally walk alongside of. But gosh, I mean, in a church of at this point, 800 on a Sunday, yeah. who, you can't walk with 800 people individually right, and yeah. give them everything yeah. they need. So yep. it really becomes, it kind of helps break that consumer mentality where it's like the pastor is the one who has to do this for me. No, mm-hmm. you can go to a brother or sister and they have the same authority through the power of the Holy Spirit, the mm-hmm. same wisdom or access to wisdom that you guys do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's so just, called to be a minister. Like, yes. You know, Their life should reflect ministry. Yes. I should say it that way. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, 100% agree. Good stuff. It was just all around... Um, a good feeling. I like that you said that too. Family. Um, I feel like it deepens that. And you think about that um, just in life in general. Again, we're maybe talking about biblical principles, but you can see it even outside of the church. When you bear with people, when you go through certain traumas or you just know more about their life, automatically Mm. there's a deeper connection. Yes, there's a closeness. How much more um, in the body of Christ. So beautiful. Um, So thank you guys all. I mean, Honestly, and let's go ahead and shout out. I know we did a little bit on social media, but like Greg, Lamar, Curtis, Liam, um, you guys, thank you, Alex Vernon, Ryan, um, just for, and then of course, you too, Sally. (laughs) Sally, you you are a big part of that. (laughs) This was the most beautiful picture of just like teamwork. And I know a couple of the participants were like, this is so professional. And I even walked in, I was like, this is kind of professional. We did it. It was so awesome. Um, And so it was just all around, you know, a beautiful thing that we could share all of these stories in a beautiful way. Um, and, and everybody coming together to use their individual gifts to, mm-hmm. to put them no, on display. It was, it was, it was great. Beautiful all around. Mm-hmm. So house of miracles will forever be in our hearts. And, uh, we want to do more of that sharing yeah. stories and things like that. That story page on our website, by the way, will stay open. So newriverchurch slash stories, yeah. go share, um, at any point, you know, um, what the Lord has done in your life. Um, so with that being said, we transitioned this week, to House of Miracles, Bring It Home. And um, really, this kind of started with you, Alex. I remember you were just like, I don't feel like House of Miracles is done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been such a momentum over the summer. So it's like, where do we go from here? We had already, you know, obviously recorded those the story, the stories portion. And so we had just kind of talked through about like, where, where could we go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of talked through a couple of ideas, presented them to Ryan. And I think it aligned with what Ryan was thinking too, mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, we're not ready to wrap this up yet. And so the whole point being now that we understand the house of miracles, we get, or now that we understand, um, that the most important miracle mm-hmm. is for a person to become fully surrendered to Jesus. Yeah. Like that, that's the biggest one. The fact that the gospel has traveled through mm-hmm. space and time into 2022 and yeah. found you um, and you believed is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we are still talking about, you know, wow. a Jewish man who yeah. died and rose yeah. from the dead 2,000 years later, like the fact that here in Mm. South Carolina that we are talking about and this is what we have committed our lives to, like, is a miracle. That's amazing. So in and of that, how do we continue to see these miracles multiply? How do we see a a real community change Mm -hmm. for the gospel, our homes? How do we have, how can we have children who grow up 
But I, yeah, what I love yeah. about going towards the end of House of Miracles series and just having this like unction of like, man, is it, is it, is this it? Mm-hmm. Not that we're not necessarily satisfied with the mm-hmm. truth is like we just want more. Yeah. Of the Lord and more of like um, seeing how our how our church is just responding and how these stories are just opening up people's voices and their people's faith are just like and mm-hmm. it's just like being. I don't know, like, uh, oh, you just just getting bigger and yeah. bigger, you know? And so what I love about it with this, like, just bring it home, kind of just, uh, how would you call it? Just a continuation or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, at least to me, it doesn't feel like we're forcing an extended series. Yes. It mm-hmm. feels very, very personal yeah. and, like, authentic yeah. for our church and for what the Lord wants to continue doing within our church. Because mm-hmm. um, y'all— We've all have heard like series names that just seems kind of like, oh, they're just forcing an idea or yeah. forcing like yeah. another creative thought. But this like, you know, this past Sunday, I got the opportunity just to um, sit down yeah. and worship the Lord and I have to necessarily be on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting down and seeing Ryan teach and seeing the Teach TV next to him, just looking at House of Miracles, bring it home. And I'm thinking, man, this just feels so like good. Yeah. It does not feel forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I, that's what I'm like really, really excited about really. And um, and our hope, again, is to see people surrendered. But man, we want to see generational blessings yeah. happen between grandpas, grandmothers, yes. mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters. Yeah. Like how can we see the blood of Jesus purify these homes in which reality is, and this is kind of like topics we'll be hitting, is like um, my question to people is, do you know your grandpa and grandma's first and last name like mm-hmm. and before they got married and their mom and dad's names most people would be like no yeah right. we have like lost this thing in culture in which we are team but in the united states it's become like we're just our own thing yeah mm-hmm. and so how can we like bring the miraculous back into our homes mm-hmm. and life-giving yeah. you know yeah you know hospitality generosity what are these things that really we become selfish yeah. how do we become selfless yeah mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I'm most excited about. And hopefully, um, man, the Lord just like does that within people. Yeah. You know, so some of it is like the residual of those stories Mm -hmm. is how do we take this into our homes? And the whole point being that God, of course, will call some call some people to do these crazy things. Yeah sell everything, move, be a missionary in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. Like we see that we see that sometimes. Mm But sometimes these very beautiful, miraculous things come from just a fully surrendered person taking small steps yes. of obedience. And I, I think that in terms of um, I, one thing that I've heard over and over again from so many random people is this story from Shay, where Al, her friend Allie prayed for her for eight years. Eight years yeah. If that little nugget from that story mm-hmm. is what carries somebody yes. into their next season of praying for a family member or a friend or whatever, without even just fully, again, making them their project. But yeah. no, because of that little nugget from that story, I'm going to faithfully pray for this person yep. every single day. Mm-hmm. That's where the miracles yep. really do happen. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's, so I think that's a huge that's part faith. of the bring it home. No, there's so yeah. much faith because even in Shay's story, it's Alice. Allie. Allison, she a- called her Allie. Allie. Yeah. Allie could have been like, man, she's she's gone. She's yes. far too gone. I'm, You know, and like you could have lost hope, but like, right. There's no depth that the Lord cannot reach. I could cry right now. You know, like, so that's like, that is. Jonah. (laughs) Yeah, bro. We're going to have to talk about Jonah one day on podcast. (laughs) But, but legit, you know, whether it's, I mean, I mean, we, we laugh about it, but even in the belly of a whale, like, 
the depths yeah. are unreachable for the Lord. There's he nowhere is that everywhere. His is, right. Yeah. You know? And so that's even from like, and this is a personal no. thing right now. Even for me, I, I said this week, there are two people in my life that I'm in ministry. I talk about the Lord doing impossible things literally mm-hmm. for my job. <laughs> that's literally my job. That's what I do. It's literally <laughs> what I do. But there in the recesses of my mind, there are two people that I've thought the Lord will never Gone. get. I, mm-hmm. I really thought that. And this week I saw changes in wow. both situations. And I was like, mm. my faith was awakened. And so mm. now with the inspiration from people like Allie, like the, a, wow. a, a, how, how would I have ever known about Allie praying for Shay for eight years unless she shared her story yeah. And, yeah. That, mm-hmm. and her faith in that and watching yep. that come to fruition has strengthened my wow. faith to actually genuinely pray for these people and believe their lives will be changed by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, And so that's the hope. For people, it's not just, you know, when we hear messages about how we need to do more as a church or be more mm. as the body of Christ, I think people get shut down because they're scared it's going to be these big, crazy things. Yep. And one day it might be, but God will give you the faith to move forward in that if it's a big thing. He'll give mm-hmm. you what you need. Mm-hmm. But really, we're just talking about even taking small steps right now to build your faith, soul building. I love mm-hmm. that you talked about that on Sunday, Ryan. This These soul building steps where maybe your first step is just to start praying for somebody. Mm-hmm. That that It that's, seems like a small thing. No, that is huge. one of the biggest things yeah. you can do. Well, and I was gonna say, so the next five weeks that we're talking about, our goal, as, as you mentioned, yeah. and I even said this on Sunday, our goal seems unreachable. Where our goal, I don't even know mm-hmm. if we <laughs> talk about this. I just, in that moment, said, no, we want to see all of York County come to know Christ, mm-hmm. right? That's our goal. Yeah. And that seems so unreachable like wait you mean every single person yes and we can't focus on and automatically shut our minds off of oh there's no way because then we already we're already defeated instead through faith faith. anything is possible uh and but to do that is what this series is all about to accomplish that goal of seeing that uh in this past week Mm -hmm. we talked about the point of the local church Mm -hmm. we wanted to intentionally say all right we we get all the the house of miracles stuff Mm -hmm. and those testimonies are great but what what is the church for? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus create the church for? And so that's what this Sunday was. And then we're going to go to, all right, so I got that. It's mm-hmm. to equip so I could be sent. Where do mm-hmm. I go? First is your family. Mm-hmm. So this week we're going to talk about what it looks like to disciple and grow a healthy, godly family. Then hosp- hospitality for your community. How do you invite people in, right? If you want to uh, be sent on mission, well, you have to be visible to those and create those relationships, mm-hmm. so just like Allie, like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Then it's focusing on community, and then finally with generosity. And, and the, really the goal with the generosity one is is really to say, who is it about? Is it about mm-hmm. you and what you own, or is it about Christ and knowing that he's given it mm-hmm. to you? And with all those things, that's how we accomplish our goal of seeing people to know it. Christ. I love that we're going to talk about generosity, too, because it is— no matter what, it's always a taboo subject in church. No matter where you go, you have people who have been church hurt. They've either seen funds misappropriated or they just think the church is just out to get your money or whatever. You have like all different mentalities that come in about church. But the reality is the Bible talks so much about money and it and talks so much mm. about it in ways of blessing and curses mm. that literally if you don't talk about generosity, you are missing a huge key yeah. spiritual part that could unlock something something mm. something yeah. brand new for someone. It's because that in in generosity obviously is talking about money. I mean, yeah. well for the most part, that's what we think about money. Right. And it's because that does become so controlling in our minds. Oh that becomes gosh. the number one priority in a lot of people, and, and 
including myself mm-hmm. at, at points, right? But yeah. it becomes our number one stress, our number one worry, and our number one priority. How do I obtain more of this? So yeah. I think that's why we see it so much. It's like, yes. st- stop. Like, let me as Christ be your number one priority. Then the rest of that <laughs> junk will figure it's it out, right? Can I say something? Well, I just giggled about like something that happened this week with my son, all this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were either way talking about biblical things and I've been reading Psalm 23 with him. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is for me and him to have it met, like all, mm-hmm. ver- all eight verses or whatever memorized with my son. Um, and I had asked him, I, I don't know where this came from. I was like, uh, how much, how much money do I make? You know, I wasn't going to get tell him, but I just was curious in his mind. He's like, you make millions, right? <laughs> And I was yep. like, I love that. Yeah. Because awesome. in my mind, There's I'm like, no yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want him to continue thinking that. Yes. Not because it's a fake reality. No. But that's even in my, like, crazy of a brain sometimes. Like, I kind of think I feel the same way at times. Yeah. You know? I could, like, if it wasn't for just the realities of the world, like, I really could care less about money. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when it comes to generosity and, like, and it sometimes it can annoy, like, my wife towards me because she's like, the reality is this. But I live in such a free-spirited mm-hmm. thing. Not that I'm naive to how much money we have. It's just more like, no, like, I want to bless them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. or just go ahead and enjoy the day. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. I promise. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like the Lord is, has everything. Mm-hmm. That's and he's going he's <laughs> yeah. to just bring yeah. it, you know, yeah. however possible. So I just love the purity of my son. He's like, you make millions. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was going to bring this up too when we actually talk about (laughs) generosity. This is in four weeks, so we got plenty of time. And I don't, I don't want to just say this without doing a lot of research. But I think that one of the only times in the Bible where Jesus tells someone go sell everything Mm -hmm. was a rich young ruler, Mm -hmm. right? You know, if you think about, I don't know, and I thought about this, I don't even remember when. I was like, man, that's a good concept because it's telling us the money isn't the issue, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the amount it's yeah. not it's not what it is it's that he told him to sell everything because that was the young man's god mm-hmm. in that time and he's like yeah. no i want to be your god so to to eliminate this yeah. distraction or eliminate this idol in your life go get rid of it it's better to be broke mm-hmm. and poor if you know me mm-hmm. than to be rich well, it's like right. the juxtaposition of the lady who brings her last bit of money right and lays it all down like yeah. it meant nothing to her you know um but that's fascinating have, yeah if i'm right and i i do need to do more research on this before we just say yeah. confidently but i don't think there's another time where jesus instructs someone to go sell everything they have because mm. it mm-hmm. was his issue right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was that man's personal issue because I mean, it was his idol the, the the faith aspect of it because it's god's like principles if you look at the life of job even throughout everything he went through the lord did um, bless him after the fact. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so my whole thing is the thing about like the things that govern us and we have created idols of, the Lord doesn't want us in on our terms to control God, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole thing about like money is like, yeah, you still want to control in some way. Like, let me control my retirement. Let me control my this, my that. And we, we call it wisdom and whatever but the truth is lord the lord's like i want all of you mm-hmm. and i want you to put your faith meaning like i will take care of you every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. do you truly believe that mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. right that's what I, and that's what yeah. we started with you know? is that's what i'm saying if you truly and again guilty we truly have faith in the lord that he'll provide none of this stuff matters no. you know no. and none of it matters because we know every single day i'll be cared for yeah no. but it's hard i mean that is well, so hard in so this i was going to ask that because th- this is part Honestly, this first week, 
we could probably stretch to like a year series because it was all about how do we become fully surrendered? Wow. Because that out of that is what is how the Holy Spirit flows through us. I mean, the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants to do, but truly to open ourselves up, we have to become fully surrendered first. Yeah. And that's just the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. And so I think mm-hmm. that's why I feel like we could talk about it forever. But cool. why do you think it's so, so hard for people to become fully surrendered? And I say that even for myself, mm-hmm. because even sitting here right now, I would have to ask, am I fully surrendered? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel like there's always another area you guys are talking about. I mean, I have talked about well, I guess before probably season one or two is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that there's, I, there's growth in my life in this area yeah. and trust and faith in the Lord. Um, but even still, there is an initial, like, I just want to say, like, tightening up, like tensing up mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes time to talk about money and generosity, because I, I'll mm-hmm. probably a lot like Liz, I know the reality. Mm-hmm. I know what our bank account looks yeah. like. You yeah. can't just go give everybody yeah. all of our money. Like, we got to <laughs> are you bills. Are you, though, because my wife sometimes can mm-hmm. be, I don't want to say extreme, like in a negative way, mm-hmm. but she's a hundred or zero kind of girl. So, like, in the times where she's, like, mm-hmm. kind of reserved. The times that she's actually like, hey, let's bless. She's like, let's give. Boom. Exactly. And, I, and then all. in my mind, I'm thinking, exactly. I'm thinking generosity is 200 bucks. She wants to give a thousand. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like my whoa, whoa, faith whoa, whoa, is like, yeah. all right, yes. let's, let's freaking do it. Yeah. But oh, and I know if I know like if I that. say it, Brandon's like, yes. Like so, if I say anything generosity related, he's like, so I gotta start small. <laughs> well, That's you hilarious. know, and like you said, there are realities of life, yeah. but God giving us jobs mm-hmm. is also him providing, yes. right? Yeah. And we are called to be good stewards wow. of that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not whole, but it's still understanding, okay, today I know where my bank account is and I can bless somebody, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I, so it there is responsibility. Becomes, it becomes yeah. a part of your planning. Yep. So it can't, that's what it I'm can't saying. even yes. be that. You budget out your generosity right. for the month. Give. And you yeah. know what? If you feel it in your heart in the moment to go above, that's fine, mm-hmm. um, but but it it also become that is a part of being a good steward is budgeting in how you're. Hundred percent. We're talking about generosity. Yeah, that's four weeks. You know, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that but is four weeks for now. And then, and but it is good. I, I don't want to lose one thing though because mm-hmm. I don't want the common theme to be like you budget out and, and like because that is truth. Yeah. But there's gonna be moments I'm telling y'all because I've experienced this even in my own life and yes. even like within my parents' life and my grandmother's life. Mm-hmm. Again, generational legacy. Where you give when you have nothing. Absolutely. That is that is where it, it's easy to give when you have much. Yes. And I say that in quotation marks because even then, like some money, that's a story sure. in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've seen it. But when you have nothing, mm-hmm. and I mean basically what I'm saying is you give and you know you're not gonna have money for groceries. Yeah. Which that's another story I've heard, like yeah. even with the potters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by faith, you entrust in the Lord, He will provide. And the next thing you know, boom, mm-hmm. he, he brings it. You know? Yes. I've yeah. seen it in my wife's life where, like, the Lord told her, do this. She does it. And then minutes later, or literally, like, in the drive through line, her, her mm-hmm. like, whatever has been blessed. You know, yeah. like, this is just like I a common it. theme. So I don't want people to, like, because again, it's a, that's a, also a form of control. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In a sense. And mm-hmm. not being open to the Holy Spirit. You're, not being open where, man, you want to see a miracle and, and a miracle yes. in which only He does. It's only it's only by God's like power that He can provide something out of nothing. Yep. You know, and so that's that's where like I don't want people to only think. Well, it's it's the marriage between order and spirit. Oh yeah. I mean it really which is you know, that is who God is. And yep. there is order. There is yep. a way to things. Yeah. And in the natural, I only know what I know. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is how much money we've got and this is how yes. much I want to budget. Yeah. But spirit comes mm-hmm. in and says, 
all right, but we're going to do more this right. Way. So and that's it, what I was going to say. I both. I yep. agree 100 with what everybody's saying, uh-huh. but it is also wisdom from the Holy Spirit to right. budget. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But like you're saying, there's also a time for for the spontaneous. I think the spirit. budget. I think the yeah. budget part becomes more of an intentionality yes. in your heart yes. a month. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't want to lose the spiritual aspect yes. of right. listening to the Holy Spirit in that moment of like. Lord, I only budget a hundred dollars, but you're telling me to give that person five hundred. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that might mean X, Y, Z. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, both are biblical. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. That, both yeah. Are that is my. Paul talks about it. Um, in Corinthians, he says, "In keeping with your income." Yep. Mm-hmm. He even says that in keeping with your income. But then he also talks about in the same uh, passage, a few chapters later, where he talks about um, giving in faith. So we mm-hmm. still give; it just may look different for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, but and we do so in accordance with keeping with our income. But then he talks about the church of Macedonia where he says, you guys gave out of your nothing. Mm-hmm. And God, who is, he says, God provides for you according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you're right. So it's, I think it's all all mm-hmm. tied in together. Is, and yeah. in my finite mind, I don't understand how all that works, but I do know when we do give, God always takes care. Yeah. Yeah. Always. always takes care. That's, beautiful. <laughs> That's yeah. You were talking about even the people, the, the story that you had in your story time, Vernon. And that, oh, so what yeah. you're doing, because we have these biblical promises that mm-hmm. when we walk according to the Lord's ways, that he will take care of us. Wow. If he's pleased with your ways. when you So when you mm-hmm. do that stuff, you're actually setting, so it, it becomes now we're on the edge of our seat waiting for the next part of the story where yeah. somebody has chosen I'm going to follow the Lord, even though I don't know what this is about to look like, and this is not as comfortable. They've now set themselves up for a total miracle. It's a promise from the Word of God. I want to. I want to go to your question about like surrender. Yeah. Can you rephrase your question again? Like, just why is it so hard? Yeah. So why is it so hard to fully surrender? So there's this. I want. I want to say I want to take credit to this. I don't even know if like me and my friend like came up with this quote. I feel like we actually did, (laughs) but. We were just in a four-hour car ride and through depths of depths of conversation. We just kind of just, this quote just kept um, resounding for the, the rest of the weekend for us. And it's, um, we don't want to die with dreams. We want to die with moments. Mm. And so, the, 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 That's the fire. Idea, is I know. And this idea comes, and I have a story that comes along with this too. This idea comes with, dreams are the things that we hold on to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times our own dreams are, are at times sometimes can be our own ambitions. It could mm-hmm. be our own idols. It can be our own like the things that we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yet I feel like if you surrender those and you surrender to your heart to the Lord for his dreams, he will give you an abundance of moments of your life that wow. you will forever cherish. Yeah that to me will outweigh your dreams. Like, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. We're we're at Myrtle Beach, and we were pretty tired this one specific day. Um, we had, you now this is like, after like 48 hours of like going hard at a studio camp. And there was this open opportunity to make two decisions. Either A, go to the hotel and rest, mm-hmm. or B, hey, let's just go to the beach. Let's just walk. Let's just have a good time. Let's just keep talking about the Lord. But yet again, here's the flesh and the spirit. I can go to the hotel, mm-hmm. I can rest and do nothing probably. And for a lot of people, that means just sit down on the bed and be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, who truly, like mm-hmm. not a lot of people actually rest. It's just like, you just want to do nothing in yeah. quotation marks. But either way, me, me and my, uh, y'all, everybody knows Charlie, but me and Charlie, we were like, let's just go to the beach and take a walk. Bro, we literally, not even five minutes, we are parked at Myrtle Beach. Within five minutes, it was raining, so we're just still in the car. There's this old man, he's walking. <laughs> And I don't know what happened in this guy's mind, but he decides to 
like uh, jump over the ledge in front of the parking spot. Like we're talking about like three feet up high, and he's an he's an elderly man. I, like I said, I don't know why he thought this, <laughs> but the wind caught him. He fell. His head hit the concrete. Oh gosh, bleeding. And what's crazy is like I saw everything in slow motion. <sighs> Charlie immediately, like within the second of I thought, go help this man. Charlie's already there. <sighs> already picks him up, and Charlie feels the shame. Like, you know, the embarrassment you would have mm-hmm. feel. He, and it, like, Charlie like got emotional. He's, man, I just hate shame. Mm-hmm. How like, it just overcomes you, mm-hmm. you know? And yet again, we he got back in the car. The guy's okay. He found his wife. We gave him a water bottle, napkins, like cleaned him up because he, he was bleeding on his face. And we just started like, in a way, like, Lord, a moment. Mm-hmm. Again, we could have been in bed. Yeah. Like, call it rest or whatever. Like, we all need that. But we were resting, like, really in his presence on the beach, just enjoying a walk. Mm-hmm. And I felt more well-rested then, yeah. you know? Yeah. But a moment, what's this moment? Like, it's just moments of, like, the Lord provides these stories, and it's just, like, sweet reminders, mm-hmm. sweet encounters, you know? And, like, that's my whole thing is I do not want to pass on this life with a ton of dreams. Mm-hmm. I want to live daily with beautiful moments with people. Mm-hmm. Those, to me, are the things that just continue to, like, I don't know, just— bless you yeah. and bless others, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that that's something. And the way to correlate it with like surrender is surrender your dreams to the Lord. Yeah. And he will, like, he will fulfill beautiful moments with mm-hmm. people. You know, like to me, like that's how you do it. Yeah. It's just believing that, you know, again, like do we want this to be like a value in our church and a, like stapled in our hearts? Yes. His way is better. Mm-hmm. All things are <laughs> possible. Yeah. You know, these are things that like becomes new river language, I believe, yeah. you know? That's Alex. That's, Go ahead. That's good because it's funny. As I was thinking about the question, you literally just said what I was going to say. That I think one of the reasons why we uh, have a hard time surrendering is because we don't. It goes back to belief. Some of yeah. us believe we don't believe that His way is better. Yeah. And we think yeah, our way is better, so or we don't want to yeah. give up what we want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Control. Um, so yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that is true. Um, I do. I think. I think a lie from the enemy is that also like stories and mm-hmm. moments like that. That that's not going to happen to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, we don't really believe that there's better on the other side of whatever decision that we're trying to Ooh, make. That's good. You know, like when we are faced with a decision to go and rest or to go do something different outside mm. of our routine or whatever, even if we feel a nudge like that, I think a lot of times we get in our head and we're like, ah, that's just me. Or yeah. you, just, or it's just such a fleeting thought that you're like, no, I'm just going to sit here. I, my whole thing is like, I don't want to become monotonous and robotic. Yeah. Like, that weekend for my life could have been wake up, go mm-hmm. play guitar, go back to the hotel, do the same thing every three, four hours. Right. But just for context, I'm, I, we don't live near the beach. Yeah. Lake Wiley's far from the beach, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, is like, let me take this opportunity yeah. to just go see the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's not the best of beaches, sorry for those Myrtle <laughs> lovers. You know, like I'm Puerto Rican. Shots. I know what a good looking beach is, Ooh. you know? But sorry, shots fired. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, I'm. I you still, don't want to be out on Dirty Myrtle. No, I love, listen, I, I love, love the the ocean. Yeah. yeah. You know, now, do I want to live near there? No, I don't want to live here <laughs> no. because I love, like, where the Lord yeah. has called me now. Yeah. You know, but I do love the ocean. And to me, like, that restfulness, like, mm-hmm. is like 10 times more than just sleeping on a hotel, you know, man, bed the power for an hour. of the ocean. Man. Dude, it's that was, incredible. We were there kind of at the same time. Yeah. But different places. Yeah. Same place different place anyway <laughs> we were looking at the same ocean yes we were anyway yeah i was just remember sitting on the balcony just looking at the ocean i'm like man the power 
yeah. in this. It's supernatural. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, the ocean is supernatural. It, it really was spoke is. into existence. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this? I don't know about what the uh, the Sunday because I did. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, I'm not, like, I don't mean it like that. I mean it like. No, um, I definitely do. I want to get into it because first of all, so much good stuff. Um, by the end of the sermon, I was super teary eyed just because I'll say this. I feel like um, obviously the Lord has just been doing so much at our mm-hmm. church. This just felt such a perfect fit, like for where our church is right now. That yep. I think we all and and Brandon had kind of talked about it. And this honestly is where we all come to in our life. We will come to a crossroads where it's like you got to make a move here or there, but well, it can't be both. Mm-hmm. You can't have your both feet yeah. in, in one area. Like you got to move one direction, and that's kind of what it feels like for our church too. It's like we either got to be the church or we got to stop calling mm. ourselves a church, honestly. You know, like, and I, I mean that, yeah. I mean that big C. I'm not just talking about New River. No, no, no. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The world is decisive. They know what they want and what they don't want and who is this and who is that. Like, it's it's very decisive. And because you believe this, you are this. Like, it, it just, and so we also have to be decisive that God is God. Mm. He's either, uh, this was a uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie Gretzinger thing, and I, it's not just her thing, but she said it. He's either everything or he's nothing. Mm. Yeah. And we have to come to that place in our lives, and that's that full surrender. Mm-hmm. Like, he's either worth everything in my life, or he's worth nothing. It is not worth some. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of oh, so that's why I think that this this message felt like such a mm-hmm. perfect time for our church because I think people are hungry. We see things that are happening in the world. We want to know who are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to do? What is our role? Mm-hmm. And that's why this message of what is the church for and what is it not for was so timely and so anyway i was so emotional at the end because i was like this is this is exactly i think what our souls needed is a good definition of what do we come to church for because there is a reason to come to church i I even had somebody ask me this past week like but you can like be a christian and not go to church right and Hmm. uh, you could pull all sorts of things apart but i was like uh, even in hebrews you don't neglect your meet whoever your church Mm -hmm. is you still don't neglect your meeting together so that you can be encouraged um and so anyway yes thank you yes so it's it's super important so yes we have to not neglect our meeting together um but the whole the whole reason (laughs) we started this was that that but the church should not be your sole source of nourishment this is supposed to encourage what you're doing throughout the week on your own time this is so when you are in the word and then you go out into the world which looks completely opposite of the word and you feel discouraged you come to church so that your friends and brothers and sisters in christ can remind you unity listen to have that way of thinking uh in particular the Mm -hmm. uh not not congregate yeah is to is to minimize the power of relationship yeah period yeah. You know, I don't want to sound extreme, but like, would you want to live away from your wife or from mm-hmm. your husband? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not trying to sound extreme, but like mm-hmm. the relationship aspect of being together in a home yeah. and to truly worship yeah. because marriage is the most intimate, beautiful picture of Jesus and his bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't, you, you got to come to church. You yeah. got to, man. Like, mm-hmm. and I understand from a lot of people, like there's traumas, there's church hurt. I get it. Yeah. Um, and and there's healing from that, you know. Definitely. Right. And I, I don't want to, and because that's that's a real thing. Yes. And I don't, I don't want to even offend even more. Mm-hmm. But when people that do struggle or have experienced church hurt, yeah. I should say, w- they also have to understand. We also have to understand. Everyone is human. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is yeah. going to be circumstances and situations where there is going to hurt from someone you trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I'm not saying don't continue to go to that church, but but don't shut church off altogether right. because everyone is sinful and everyone does have issues and problems. So let's seek the Lord first, yeah. not, not that person. Absolutely. So in this, so what we, just to give a little more context mm-hmm. and, and we'll, however you want to run through this. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I was a little nervous about this only because I knew, and we all, I say I, we did want to challenge the church, you know, uh, yeah. on this past Sunday. And so when I sat down to kind of write this, it went in my mind harder, <laughs> harder than I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, you know, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. um, because I really tried to purposefully challenge our church, but also call out consumer Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that we don't, recognize that we're actually doing and we're actually doing Mm -hmm. it. And this is everybody. Even Mm -hmm. when I go to a church, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm comfortable and good and I like what's going on Mm -hmm. before I open my heart up to understanding the word, you know, and Mm -hmm. I I do that just unintentionally. It just does it. I mean, you can even think, and I get this is tough, but if our air goes out, how many complaints, and this is not just, I'm not saying New River, any church, air goes out. How many complaints do you got Rather than man, that was I, it was enjoyed hearing the word. No, wow. it's I was hot, yeah. uh, you know, or this or that, or or I didn't like the music choices, or I had to stand too long. Church is not for you to be entertained. It's not consumer. It's for you to worship. And no matter what's mm-hmm. happening in that moment or what's what's going on around you, should not take your eyes and focus off of Christ. It's so it is so hard in our in our society yeah. to to not have that mentality because everything right, you said was I mean. right. And yeah. I had this funny thought. You were like, we go to restaurants, we go to blah, 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 to be entertained. And I remember last year we went to the beach and I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant where there's not music playing in the background. <laughs> it's awkward. awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. I had to wow, ask yeah. a lady. No way. We were, okay, you're at the, we were at the beach. You're, it's supposed to be super beach vibes, you know, yeah, yeah. like you got, some sort of Margaritaville, something uh, playing in the background. I don't know. Like, yeah. You need something. Yeah. We're looking Filler. at the beach, yeah. and then we're all in this room, and it's silent. <laughs> all you hear is like forks. And uh, I was like, And you hear Ma'am. people's conversations. Exactly. And it's like, I don't want to hear private. their conversations. I don't yeah. want to hear yeah. people chewing. And so I was like, <laughs> I said, ma'am, do you guys like play music oh, in here no. or something? <laughs> But I thought that's that is like we do expect to be entertained yes. at all times. Entertainment. Like, we expect to be served. served and I, I said that. I said we expect to be served and entertained. You know. And, and I'm not saying that's wrong in a situation no. like that. Because be honest, if I'm going to pay my money to a restaurant yes. and the, the food's not good, yes. <laughs> yeah. And if it's bad, I'm sorry. I'm gonna yeah. say that's understand understand. Yeah. But to carry it into the that's church, what I'm saying exactly. But is, the, is, it it's shouldn't transition. That. So and then you're. It's funny because even when you mentioned the heat. Um, the heat or the AC because it, it's either one on any given week. Oh. <laughs> I was freezing this week. We get it. We have air <laughs> issues. It's frustrating to us too. But when you think about this, you think about people, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it or anything, but this is the reality that there are people right now because they are not allowed to talk about Jesus in public that are huddled in homes that are hot or cold yes. just for the mm-hmm. privilege of gathering together and not to even talk in home, about in Jesus. In a cave. In a cave. In so- running like, for their life. Absolutely. And again, and it really puts I am guilty of this. I yeah. can say this because I relate yeah. to, to everyone. And this, but it's how we grew up. Yeah. Like, yes. We live yes. in modern United States. Like we, we want AC. We want to, to feel full all the time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. yes. it's just, just the luxury and the comfortability of what mm-hmm. we live in now. And then yeah. also like what the church has, be, has made familiar. Right. Like it's a, the a good standard yeah. of what church should be. And it's like, and we forget that like, gosh, his presence is everything. Yeah. Like, 
go search him for more. Exactly. Yeah. You no. know? Yeah, I just want to say, I'm not yeah. hating on New River Church air people. No. That's every church in yeah. America. Yeah, for real. I mean, yeah, every yeah. church has air issues. But no, yeah. I mean, it's a great point. It's a great point, Ryan. And I'm so glad that, you know, you and, you know, we're talking about this, you know, American consumerism and how that's crept into the church, you know, and, and Christian consumerism. It goes Some of it goes, and some of this actually has to deal with even history, like yeah. um, church history. So um, there's an individual by the name of Dr. Stephen Nichols. He's a president of a Bible college, but he also uh, is one of the, he's part of a leadership and one of the teachers with Ligonor Ministries. If you know of Ligonor Ministries, uh, R.C. Sproul was the leader of that before his hmm. passing, a well-known theologian who God continues to use to this day, even after his death. But um, he talks about um, the uh, cultural accommodations, wow. right? And um, in, in church history and how there were individuals who had to, just like in our time, had to stand the test of time and say, nope, we see this happen. We see this happen. We're going to stand on the word of God mm-hmm. and his principles and his mm-hmm. and His truth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be biblical. Wow. But he also, during that time, talked about, um, you know, so it kind of uh, falls into um, like Christian consumerism, but also nominalism. Mm-hmm. You know, where now if we don't know what nominalism is, nominalism has more so to do with that where you have the name, but you lack the substance, wow. right? So there's the name of something, but there's not the value that goes along with that wow. name. So where everybody in America, well, not everybody in America, but for a time there, and we see this here in the yeah, South yeah, so yeah. much, we talk about it a lot, yeah. where, yeah, I was a Christian because, you know, you were uh, baptized as a baby or um, you went to church a lot or your mom or dad uh, professed to be Christ followers, but you yourself haven't. So you have the name, but you lack the substance of what wow. goes along with that. Wow. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, you, know, you were talking about, oh, too, how we were saying, yeah. Uh, and Sally, how you mentioned it, too, you know, uh, saying, yeah, I'm a believer, but I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how one individual said, you know, you can't. And again, we have to acknowledge the church hurt because, like mm-hmm. you said, Ryan, it's real. And I think that's one of the reasons why we talk about Paul says we bear with one another. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can't love say you love God yet hate his children. Yeah. You can't say you love you know, God but hate his bride. Yeah. You know, you just can't. Yeah. And so when we're talking about nominalism and everybody professing to be a believer but not truly fleshing out the gospel, I think we, as you said, we need to stand against, um, uh, you know, uh, culturism or uh, what did you say? Uh, Americanized American, consumer church. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Americanized consumerism. We also stand, need to stand against nominalism and any other ism yeah. that stands up against yeah. the, you know, the face of well, God. And, he, and yeah. I said this on Sunday too, is, and this is what happens. When we do start focusing on ourselves through the consumer mentality, air, I know I'm using the same excuse, no, that's standing good, yeah. too long, yeah. what name it, the lights are too bright, whatever. We take our eyes off of the purpose while we're there, which is Christ. And I even said this. And so it no longer becomes church, becomes a show mm-hmm. where we read the Bible and sing some songs, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not focused on the, re- that's the, main point of church is to go worship Christ through that. The gathering of saints. Yes. And through the gathering, when you focus on Christ, not Mm -hmm. only do you receive the rest you're talking about, but then through the word of God, you get knowledge and Mm -hmm. wisdom, but you also can express through music, a God given thing of more worship, you know? So it's all in the same thing. But as soon as we take our eyes off of him, church is gone. Mm-hmm. We are we are not longer a church. We're just a group of people. That's yeah, right. We're not like, a country club or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. That's, it reminds mm-hmm. it goes back to maybe we talked about last week, whatever the just like factions. Yep. What, it's it's not something yep. that our hearts are bent towards Christ. Wow. And and honestly, for people who don't like coming to church, 
it might be because of that. Like yep. who who wants to go do a bunch of rituals, yep. yeah. but your hearts are far from God, so you're not experiencing the and, and uh, the Bible talks about this the benefit yeah. of being in Christ, yes. Yes. the blessing. You know? yes. yes. So the I, I want to speak about the benefits yeah. of. I feel like this portion is what's become too familiar and people have kind of like thrown away. Mm -hmm. And it's when the gathering of saints occur because God is supernatural and because he is spiritual. Yep. We tend to think so much about the reality. Yes. But the truth is when we gather and his presence manifests in a room, we don't realize the deliverances that's taken place in yeah. people's mm -hmm. hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. We don't take, we don't think about the renewing of the mind that's mm -hmm. taken place. Yes. You know, like, if our spiritual eyes, if the Lord gave us the ability and the permission to open our spiritual eyes mm -hmm. and to be able to see, man, that person over there is being like uh, freed from an addiction that yes. we're unaware of. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. in the spiritual, like angels are like fighting for that man's soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we just come in thinking, well, it's just the reality of we're just going to come the in, natural, give just what God I can my see. hour or yes. whatever. And we're wow. not really realizing, man, the the purity of what's happening right now, the freedom. You know, like where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes. Why is there freedom? Because, man, he is like breaking chains. He's working. There is a yeah. spiritual He's working. element mm -hmm. that is at work that yeah. we are. And so this is why I get so very passionate about, and I'm not, I swear I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. But this is why I get passionate about when the service is over mm -hmm. and there's there can be so much movement. And this happens at a lot of churches, mm -hmm. and that's fine. There's so much movement. People get the heck up out of there. They're moving. They're grabbing their stuff. They're getting their kids. Like, what's that, the hurry? Listen, that's okay. I, I'm no. not. I'm not shaming anyone. I'm asking if we could slow down. That, that, to me, that it that can. Now, listen. There are emergencies. People got to leave sometimes. I'm yeah. not. I'm not hating on that. Emergencies is one thing. Especially got to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen, that's real. Small that's, bladder that's issues. Small bladder issues. Yeah. Too. The consumer <laughs> mentality is. I got my fill. I'm good. Yeah. The Christ bent the Godward heart and affection mm -hmm. and mentality is God is still moving and working. And I'm going to, because we've just heard the word of God and I can't anticipate, I can't even measure well, what the Holy Spirit is doing in this room. I'm either going to be still, I'm going to pray for the people next to me. I'm going to hopefully be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is doing. And if somebody goes down front, I'm going to go pray with them. So they're no. not alone. It is Turn to Where, where's it? What happened to our mission? I know um, what I know man. that the spirit of the Lord uh -oh. is moving in this room. That's what I'm saying. You know what happened to our mission? Our mission is to be selfless and to love yeah. abundantly yeah. to the bro to brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. You know, but if for some reason we put in our own idols and like, no, I, I got to go. I got to, I don't know, go do lunch. It's like, dude, like eat a later breakfast or something. I don't know. Or bring a <laughs> snack. You know, I don't, I mean, I'm, like I said, we'll start giving okay, snacks. If you promise to stay in service, we'll give you a snack. We're not trying to bring shame, but we want the Holy Spirit to really press Absolutely. you in and bring a holy conviction yes. that the the love of Christ, again, something that I, I like, this is my motto. The love of Christ is expecting nothing in return. Yes. To love fully and expect nothing in return. Yes. You know, and so if you're here with the love of Christ, man, like, bless people. Yeah. Bless. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how much Absolutely. more we can stress that out because. We're not a super crazy church that we're in here for two to three hours. Yeah. You know, listen, I like crazy. A lot of people know that about me. But at least for how we do church at New River, man, we're talking about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. Like once a week. Once a week. Yeah. On a Sunday that really is like almost most people's Sabbath in America. Yeah. But where has that term gone? Man, yeah. it's, got, it's gotten flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because the Sabbath now has become how can I feed my selfishness. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Football, mm. 
you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that if it's, this is the Holy Spirit hitting your heart right now. You know, yeah. like what happened to caring for those around you yeah. where your brother next to you or your sister next to you, man, are in so much need, but because you're so stuck about yourself, you don't realize, man, I need to either pray for them or mm-hmm. I need to bless them or, hey, what can I do this or week? Yes. Just be still just yeah. and not distract. You or know? not yeah. distract. And again, I said this Sunday too, but the, what we're saying, it it does sound harsh, but understand our hearts behind this is, man, we're trying to build the church, yes. right? Yeah. Not our our thought of what a church should be, but what he said. And that's our yes. only time to worship Christ together. Together. Once a week, yep. we can stay. It's yeah. fine. Well, I love that you said you talked about this too, like that it's not about getting saved. And I heard a thing this week where he was talking about the um, the evidence of a believer is not even necessarily somebody saying, I have faith in Jesus. Like mm-hmm. that is a part of it. That's mm-hmm. your salvation. The evidence of a person who is alive in Christ is a heart bent towards mm-hmm. God. It's a change in affections wow. that my affections used to be. I want to get out of here early. I don't want to get stuck in that long line trying to get out on highway 70, whatever this highway is. I don't want to get stuck in line. What highway is it, Sally? My, don't ask me directional <laughs> questions. Um, but like, I don't want to get stuck. Like that's yeah. your inward affections. That's what, but a heart that has been an, an affections and attention that has, that is now Godward. What is God doing in this moment? What can I do to partner with the Holy Spirit in this moment instead of just caring about myself or being, you know, a distraction? And this is for Mm -hmm. all of us because our sin nature will always go toward, will be bent towards self-preservation. How can I look the best? How can I serve me? It is a practice to lay our lives before the Lord and say, this is yours. Like whatever you want to do on this Sunday morning, whatever you want to do, I'm here for that. And so... Anyway, I just, so I love that, that it's not about coming to a place where we're saved. It's actually that fully surrendered and saying, my life is yours. So what you want to do in me and through me and around me today, it's yours. Um, And and I I feel like that plays out in little things that we see that it's like not trying to be nitpicky about stepping out a couple minutes early. It's not, um, that was another thing from Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie Gretzinger that I think we'll use a lot coming up because even with the next series that we're doing all that kind of stuff where it's, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to press you into the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, take a small step, like staying for the full service. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be funny. Not not out of a ritual or anything like that, but that you trust that we've been singing worship music. We've invited the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. We've heard from his word, which brings change. We're promised that. So if you really believe that 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 that's happening, there's more happening than what you can see with your physical Mm -hmm. eyes in the room. There is a spiritual exchange that is happening. Worship has been given. Praise. Things have been laid at the altar. Surrender is happening. We have to believe that the Lord is moving in the lives of the people with us. Or literally, what are we doing at church? Remember, expect it. All right, let me run through these points real quick because I know we're pressed on time. So here's what we (laughs) (laughs) this week, uh, this Sunday. There's three main things that actually website you gave me, Sally. Yep. All right. So the first one that we really touched on. This was what is the point of the church? What we think the church is compared to really what it should be according to scripture. So the first one was we think it's only a soul winning station. But in reality, it's a soul-building station. Yep. All right, now again, I, I wow. try for everyone to give a little bit of a statement saying, this is not to neglect ne- evangelism. We're not saying that souls can't be won, and we want to celebrate that. However, it's not just to win souls, but yep. it's to build them up. The verse that reminds me of, well, I don't know, maybe you'll know the scripture reference. Uh-oh. I don't know. It's just the verse that keeps coming to my mind is these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So if we do what we're supposed to be doing, which is to be building souls, 
souls will be one. Like right. that will be added to you just for Matthew doing. Six, you know what I'm saying? But, oh, Sal- but you know what? Yeah, Matthew Matthew part the first part of that. Yeah, Matthew six thirty three. Okay, Seek first, oh, the, first the, kingdom the kingdom of God, God and His righteousness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're right. You're spot on. That's this whole thing. Seek first God. Yeah. And everything else is taken yes, care of. It all takes care of. And my the main just one little sentence to clarify that is like the local church should be a place that builds up believers in faith and equips them to do the work of ministry and evangelism. Meaning. You come to church to be built so then you could go evangelize, not the other way around. Evangelism is not reserved for just the pastor. Um, It's for everybody. The second point was um, that we think that we bring the unsaved to the gospel, but in reality, we should bring the gospel to the unsaved. Uh, Once again, it's not just bringing people to church, which obviously is a good thing. My whole point in that one was that can't be the only thing we use to put them in front of yeah. the gospel. And it's yeah. we looked at Mark 16, 15, where it says go into the world and yeah. preach the gospel. And that's a hard conviction because even even for myself, like um, I had that question asked to me recently as well. And it's it's this idea of, okay, I can, at least for myself, I'm not trying to be boastful or anything i can say yes i'm discipling people Mm. and i see god's fruit Mm. and him building up people but here's the hard one and i'm sorry y'all when's the last time you talked to an unsaved person outside the walls of church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like let that hit you like as it hits me Mm -hmm. because it's like we can be thinking we're on mission and we are in a sense but where's the full substance Mm -hmm. the fullness of it of you know of god in which it's the fullness of r- the reminder of yourself. Where has the Lord taken me out of? And if I'm so addicted to that, to just his presence and what he can do, shouldn't I be like, I want to give that to more people mm-hmm. and not just think that it's just the church's, like as far as like local church responsibility yeah. or the pastor's responsibility. Mm-hmm. No man or woman was made to carry that load yeah. by themselves yeah. ever. You know, like as far as like just the church goes, you know, by itself, mm-hmm. you know, like as like as individuals, when's the last time like you, literally you heard that you saw somebody nudge and you're like, you know what, let's pray for that person or let's let's just give them the gospel. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not necessarily about making somebody a project like, you know, yeah, you know, when you're going to be with person for years and you're gonna have to just pray for somebody for years, yeah. but a random person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I will say this because this is what I've found in my own life. And Brandon just said this because there's a person in my life that I have had conversations with over the course of a lot of my life. And he said, I feel like your conversations have got like what you've said have just become more bold. Wow. And really all that that is, is me spending more time in the word, being mm-hmm. more assured of what I believe. Yep. And it honestly, it, it has become, so when we start talking about things that are happening in the world, I don't have a worldview and then a biblical view. Wow. The the Bible filters my worldview. Exactly. Well, what's the, what, where's the boldness coming from? It, it, the, Holy the, 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 Holy the Holy Spirit, Spirit takes Holy all those Spirit. insecurities yeah. away. Absolutely. And which is actually day two, the yep. prayer mm-hmm. is like, when I don't know what to say or whatever, I trust it in the moment that you will give me everything that I need. But there has been, and not, not, I'm, I have not been, I mean, I've been very transparent about my lack of diligence and self-discipline of mm-hmm. being in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find when I'm in the word, I'm confident. I am mm-hmm. emboldened because of what I believe. It's right here in front of me. And yeah. if I believe his ways are best, this, what this Bible says is best. Yes. And so, I, so that does become a natural thing. That's another thing where I think people are like, Oh gosh, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fully surrendered. They may make that conscious decision. Well, I don't want to be fully surrendered because I'm scared. You're going to make me talk to people about Jesus, you know, about you or send me across. The send me, yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, um, it, whatever he calls you to, he, 
equips you for mm-hmm. in that yes. moment too, yeah. emotionally, mentally, spiritually wow. too. And that doesn't mean you aren't a little bit fearful, but again, these are things we look at and we look into the future and say, I'm scared of that. I don't want to do that. You can't calculate how this things move in the spiritual realm. Well, that's the, the third Spirit point, moves. you know, yeah. that plays right into the third point where we think the church is a place where people might get saved, but in reality, it's where saved people might become Christ-like Absolutely. and it's that development. Yes. Yes. At first, you know, and we, we say this all the time, mm-hmm. we, you don't need to know everything about Jesus and God before yes. you accept him as Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. You will be enlightened. I love how Brandon said it. You will be enlightened yes. through the Holy Spirit as your life progresses. For the rest of your days. For the rest of your days. So yes, you're right. You won't know everything and you never will. We've talked about that. Which is so good. And listen, just like you talked about, you start with milk and then you, whatever. Give me the steak. If you saw saw a mom giving a newborn a steak, you would call her reckless. Like God also understands our process. He's Mm -hmm. not going to give us a full-blown steak that we can't even chew yet. You know, like he also understands that we are it's processes, process as well. yeah. seasons. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and the point for that one was, you know, a lot of time, and pastors are guilty. Again, I'm guilty, as I, I said. Pastors, teachers, leaders, we stop at the moment of salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come forward, get baptized. Give me, give me my number that mm-hmm. I can report, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not the point of the church. Mm-hmm. The, porch, the church is to continue to pour into, and that's the example you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You start with milk, and then it grows. You nourish. You're cared for. Then you have solid food. Yeah. And then God will use you according to where you are in maturity. You know, that, that's... I love that's the cheap. podcast because I feel like we we get to chronicle the stages of our church too. Like, <laughs> yes, like we actually get to... I feel like the conversations even that we're having yes. right now, think of how this will shape how we do whatever we want to call it, whether it's an altar call or whatever. But it's like that stand mm-hmm. up, but not just because you have a feeling in this moment. Stand up because you are ready to be discipled. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come forward because, you know, like it, it just is going to reshape how we do... I feel like everything to make sure that we're not just getting people saved for either a number or like an ego boost or like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. look at the good work we're doing. But like, so that people can come into a real deep, growing, flourishing relationship a real with freedom. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I quoted right after this, Hebrews 6 yeah. and Hebrews 5 and 6. And I, <laughs> I read this and I had to cut some out because this dude goes hard. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about like, hearing tough things, but saying it with truth and grace. Just listen to the part that I didn't even say. So he's talking, it's only, it's chapter five, it's only 14 verses. But in the first half, he's talking about the Messiah, the high priest, who is Jesus. And he's just giving an example um, in seven, his earthly life, he was offered, he appealed to the crowd. Uh, Though he was God's son, he learned obedience because he suffered. Then he perfected. And then he goes into 11 and he said, we have a great deal to say about this, whoever we is, and it's difficult to explain since you've become too lazy to understand. Mm. Although by the time you, <laughs> I was like, I can't say this. All right. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk, not solid food. Not everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he's an infant, but solid food is for the mature. Uh, for those whose senses have been trained and distinguished between good and evil. But I love how he says this. You, you, you've heard this, but you become too lazy to understand it, wow. right? We've stopped growing. Wow. You just stopped at a point. Mm-hmm. You shut your mind off to it. You ran away and nobody's specific. I'm just mm-hmm. saying this is what he's saying. Yeah. And you become so lazy. So now we have to teach you the basic principles again. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to do this again? And that's when he goes in 
six, he says, leave the elementary message about the Messiah and go on to maturity. Wow. That's so good. Understand the principles. Jesus Christ died mm-hmm. for you on the cross. Mm-hmm. But guess what? There's a lot more to Christ than yeah. just that. Yeah. Learn, grow, move on from that message mm-hmm. and build upon it. That's, I thought that was great. Really yeah. Continue his message. Like yeah. he didn't die just for your one soul. Like yeah. he died for many. Yes. Yeah. And you know, like, and so when you understand, like, man, it's not just me. Yeah. I love it. He said, it's difficult <laughs> to explain because you become too lazy to understand. Dude, man. Yeah. Shots fired. That is shots fired. But it is, it, I feel like it's relatable. I feel like they're, ha- I mean, oh, yeah, even I'm great. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Who wrote Hebrews? Jesus, right? Oh my Did gosh. Leave it there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, actually true. Leave it there. Yeah. We talked about this before. Yeah, we yeah, had a debate about it. It's unknown. Yeah. We talked about that. Um, so with all of this being said, what is your, we'll wrap it up with our Selah. What are you praising the Lord for? What are you asking for? What are you praying for? Um, for I'll, this? I'll start with this. Yeah. Um, today I walked in and Alex was chilling on the, on the patio. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's sit. Then we started talking about Jonah mm-hmm. and then Adam and Eve. And then we wondered, this is kind of funny, but at the same time, it just blows my mind. How did Adam name all the animals? Yeah. Like, think about that. And how many animals did he have at that time? It just makes me question and wonder and just say, man, the Holy Spirit had to be with him, maybe not in him, mm-hmm. but with him as he named every single animal, mm-hmm. including yeah. a platypus. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Had to be one thing. You look like Charlotte, man. What? Right there? Oh my gosh! There's something look like. Are you kidding me? Oh gosh! But my Sela, to be for real, Uh is just going into this where we're going. I'm excited to see us as a whole church, including our staff, be challenged Mm -hmm. to move into the community. This is a very difficult thing to do. You, you know, you said it too. It does take courage. It does take boldness, and it takes trust. And it's hard. But I'm excited to see our church move, go on mission for Christ. Let's yeah. see what happens. I know. I'm very excited about that, too. That's really cool. Amen. Um, mine would just be a verse. It's First Peter 3.15. And it says this, But if I should be delayed, this is uh, Paul, I've written so that you will know how people ought to act in God's household, which is the church mm-hmm. of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. And that's, you know, what we flesh out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Very good, Brandon. Yeah, um, I think, uh, I mean, obviously I shared I shared that quote. Um, I want to take ownership of it as far as, like, how it came up. But let's just say it was Holy Spirit inspired for sure. Um, I, I don't want to waste moments. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like, today, before I, when I came in to set up the laptop to record, um, you know, I saw like Minda upstairs mm-hmm. and we easily can just get so caught up in the, Hey, and then walk in the office mm-hmm. and not really say, Hey, mm-hmm. and in my mind, just cause these are my convictions. Like, man, I just want to take advantage of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I said, you know what? Go say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, was a conversation depth? Like, in mm-hmm. like, no, but it's the intentionality because like, I want my haze to truly reflect I love yous mm-hmm. and to truly reflect the, my behavior of the love of Christ for mm-hmm. you, not just walking past mm-hmm. and like ignoring, you know, like that's where my heart is. And so my, that's just my sailor moment is like, don't die with dreams, die with moments, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
Um, even if you don't think they're as profound, I'm telling you, those little like seeds, man, go way beyond yeah. anything. Absolutely. Those are, that's what like true true integrity is. That's what true honor is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the intentionality with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about people. It's so good. You know, it's yeah. not about you. It's not about. I don't know. It's like it's just about people. Yeah. So. Super good. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I'll I'll close with mine, I guess, and um kind of piggyback on all of these is, you know, one of the things we brought up, um, even when talking about bring it home is just seeing our church move in, in ways that we never have before, you know, like, um, at least our lifetime and this staff, um, that we have right now, just like, we would love to see the Lord move in crazy ways. And he does that through faithful people really mm-hmm. who are fully surrendered. And one of the, one of the stories that I think we shared to get started, what are like when we were kind of planning was, um, whoever's church it was, I, don't, I can't remember who's, I don't know if it was David Platt. I don't know what it was, but that they, um, they're in their church mm. cleared out their, their, uh, counties foster system. Yep. Mm. Those people who were so yeah, I remember you telling me about that. fully wow. surrendered to the Lord and, and truly on mission. Yep. Mm. For to see to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their yep. community, mm. that they cleared out the foster system, and so no. I'm not saying that's the blueprint for us. I'm just saying <laughs> no, but it's an example. It's, it's an, an example, example yeah. Like, yeah. of a church that is that that's not just yeah. coming together just to Oof. you know do their mm. their rituals every week, that's, but is that so yes. fully surrendered and listening to the Holy Spirit that wow. we would actually make some sort of impact in our community. Physical like impact. Like, Anna, it's would a, come to know Christ. It's a goal that seems so unreachable yeah. that it's not. But you know what yeah. it started with? It just started with pe- individual people taking a step in the same direction towards mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. They all just took their little steps, yeah. but what a massive impact that the entire yep. foster care system would be wiped out in their county. I mean, like, but that's, that's the, 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 the lack of, of history that a lot of times we have just because like history sometimes isn't being passed down, yeah. but... Christian history is the reason yes. why schools exist, hospitals exist. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. why like the taking care of yes. the fatherless and the motherless. Like, yeah. but somewhere down that line, yeah. we've lost that connection, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, we're called, man. Yeah. We're yeah. called to, because this life is so short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. A we want to retire and golf for the rest of our mm-hmm. days. But like, Amen. there are so <laughs> many, <laughs> there's so many souls out yes. there. Yes. And the impact you can really genuinely make on legacies yeah. for generations to come. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, do I believe the Lord's coming back soon? Amen. Mm-hmm. But just in the in the idea of what if he doesn't come for another 10 generations? Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just saying. Mm-hmm. The impact you can make for 10 generations from now yeah. because of your obedience for, to be on mission for the love of Christ, yeah. for his kingdom. Like that's like spoiler alert like I want to foster mm-hmm. I want to adopt mm-hmm. I really do I'm just waiting for my daughter to just grow up a little mm-hmm. bigger you know because I don't want to have like many youngins yeah. you know mm-hmm. but that's my heart is like I want mm-hmm. to because there's something in my heart that's like man there, there's a huge need and the, the impact that me and my wife can make mm-hmm. just on one or two you know, you, know? you know what's crazy I just thought about this my dad did not grow up in a Christian household now Bible Belt Christian household right, right? so somewhere in his life he came to know the Lord, became a pastor. Mm -hmm. So because of one man standing out, he became a pastor, had Mm -hmm. three kids who now love Jesus. I obviously work in a church. Mm -hmm. I had kids. They had kids. It's generation. You never know. Just take a step of it. Now that's that's our story, but you're speaking more of go talking to someone's life. Someone spoke to my dad Mm -hmm. and it it changed Mm -hmm. not only his life, 
but my life, yeah. my brother's life, my sister's yeah. life, my mom's wife, my my kids, wife, you know, yeah. it's crazy how yeah. that how it just comes down just by yeah. one conversation. That's or the, you see that's the, point. the one relationship. Of God, man. I'm yeah. serious. Yeah. Like that's why I'm so like I'm is addicted the right word? I'm just so like passionate yeah. <laughs> about this thing. Mm-hmm. Like because that's how I've been blessed yeah. is because of obedient mm-hmm. people who have, you know, like reached out to people closest to me and yeah. I am fruit. I am like the the if you can just say like the rain being poured out, I'm part of that mm-hmm. lineage, you know? Mm-hmm. And so how can, yeah. how can we just continue that? Yeah. You know? So that's a cool thing to think about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, just knowing that the greatest miracle is that you came to know Jesus Christ this week. You want to have your faith and courage Bro. to mm-hmm. go all in, to be fully Bro. surrendered. F- try to figure out how you came to actually know yeah. in spite of everything yeah. that could have happened. I know we're <laughs> supposed to be ending, but like, I do not want to get to heaven and the Lord's like, why did it stop with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Dang, bro. Like, th- I'm serious, though. Like, why did it stop with you? Mm-hmm. I had all these people bless and pour out into you, and you and your selfishness were blind. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's my thing. It's like, I yes. I want to be so aware daily because mm-hmm. it's a daily surrender. Do yeah, not yeah. think mm-hmm. weeks, years. No, no, no. Every day, think, Lord, I'm going to surrender so I can be aware to whatever move that you mm-hmm. are wanting. Mm-hmm. You know, simple. Amen. Here's a question. Oh, mm. no, we can't. Oh. We can't. Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> Did Lot's wife turn into table salt? I just sent an oh, email about this yesterday. Bro. About all of these crazy questions. Okay. No, this is no, this is what happened to me. I walked in. It's not even it's not even eight o'clock, and I don't even put my coffee on the table, and Alex is like, hey. Did Jonah die? Before this he is got so hilarious him? because like, it, welcome to my brain. Yeah. When I'm like, it's good morning, you know? good, good weather. Like I feel the breeze, and I'm like, let's have a very deep. Mm-hmm. Then it just went off the rails. Yeah, it did in a good way. In a good way. Guys, thank you so much. Then he much. told me that Adam could fly. No, no, no. Life giving conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, seriously. Thank you guys for this conversation. Episode one of season seven. Season seven. Uh, I love the energy. <laughs> I love thing. it. Let's oh keep gosh. it going. My heart all is full. <laughs> Mine too. Um, so we'll be back next week uh, for episode two. Uh, who knows what we'll talk about? We'll figure it out then. Uh, but thank you for listening. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye, Sally. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.